Hey, Coldcast. It's Paul from The Magic Word. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. And today we're talking about the legends from M21. So we're going to kick it off, get right into the white legend with Mangara. So Mangara the Diplomat, he costs three and a white for a 2-4 human cleric with lifelink. He also has, whenever an opponent attacks with a creature, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or planeswalkers you control, draw a card. And whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. So this is just, this is white card draw. What Which you- is what white needs. It, yeah. it needs it so badly. <laughs> I like him. I don't know how much you're going to draw from the first ability because if people know they're going to give you a card by attacking them, they're just going to send like, I don't know, like one creature at you. There is like, like if I, I'm not going to give you resources just by giving you like one little punch in the face. So right. I'm okay with that. Right. Um, but the second ability, yes, you should be able to draw at least a couple cards off of him because people are going to be doing like their small spell into their other small spell just to build their board presence, especially still at turn four and turn five, people are still building their presence, getting their armies built. So you're going to be drawing cards to hopefully deal with those threats. I feel like this card, you will know how well this card will do for you when you look at your play group and you look at things like Rhystic Study and Smothering Tithe. If those cards do good for you in your play group, this card will do good for you. If players ignore these optional effects uh, they're going to ignore this one too so that you can kind of use that as a compass you know if people are always paying the one and they're always paying the two to not give you any treasure they're probably going to play around mangara as well oh yeah they definitely are (laughs) see i'm not so much like the stats i don't like worry about it i don't think he's gonna be like blocking like i like they gave him like a big butt yeah. So that way, like, if he does have to block, he can block and still survive to keep yeah. drawing your cards. But I really don't think he's going to be involved in that much combat. So he's more of, like, an enchantment, really. So it's just protecting him that you have to worry about. Right. If someone's going to attack you, they're probably going to do it with a flyer or, like, a menace creature or something like that. Like, they're going to not just run their creature into Mangara, especially because <laughs> he has lifelink. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So I don't know so much about having him as like the, the general, but definitely like in the deck, he will be like, I'll be happy to draw him and play him. Right. Yeah. All right. Next up, we're going to blue, everybody. We have Baron, the Talarian Archmage. He costs one blue, blue, and you get a 2-2 human wizard for that. When Baron Talarian Archmage enters the battlefield, return up to one other target creature or planeswalker to its owner's hand. So, whoop, there it goes. Disappeared. Uh, second ability, at the beginning of your end step, if a permanent was put into your hand from the battlefield this turn, draw a card. Blue draw, card draw. Right. It's always good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's it's a removal spell in case like you have to like get rid of something that's in the way. He's cheap, 
So if he dies, he'll still be affordable casting again from the command zone. Mm. And he gets to draw you cards for like you bouncing things back to your own hand, which blue is okay with doing. Right. Yes, yeah, he's a wizard, which is always notable in blue. But I don't think I would play him in a in as the commander of a deck. I think he probably would more likely be in, in the 99, similar to Mangara. Uh, other than that, the only thing I've heard about with him is putting him in a ninja deck where you're returning the ninjas to your hand. And Ooh. so you get to draw off that ability for Baron. Um, other than that, I can't really see much use for him outside of just like a, a second Man of War or something like that. Exactly. I mean, you can... I mean, there's Crystal Shard where you can bounce your own stuff. There's like the weird illusion thing with like the humpback from like the Time Spiral block that like it costs like what one in a blue it has like a zero five or a one five, and when it enters the battlefield, you have to return a permanent to your hand. So I mean, with Baron out, that's like free card draws. Like I'm gonna play this thing. Oh I'm right, I'm gonna draw a card. Yeah. Um, or repeatability, you have imaginary pets which says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have a card in hand, you can return an imaginary pet to its owner's hand. Mm. Why not? And I mean, it's cheap, so you just like keep like throwing it down. It's a 4-4. I don't know <laughs> if that's useful for anything. So that, but um, yeah, I like it for the bounce ability. Uh, you can jump through some hoops to make the card draw ability work for you. Right. But you're bouncing things back to your hand, so you have to be able to like offset that cost of like having to recast cards. Maybe planeswalkers that you only want to do minuses on, or that have low loyalty from creature damage, so you want to reset that planeswalker, return it to your hand, and play it back again. That's good. That's actually pretty good. Oh, uh, sagas. Oh, you don't want, yeah. So you're on the second chapter and you don't want them to like expire. Right. There you go. Withdrawal, is it withdrawal? It's the bounce spell for blue, blue, bounce another creature and then bounce a second creature if the person doesn't pay one. So yeah. you can bounce another creature for your, and then bounce one of your creatures because you're not going to pay the one. So. Oh, and then you get to draw. Yeah. I think I like it in the ninja. I like your idea of the ninja one because when you're playing with ninjas, you have like all those super cheap creatures. Right. So recasting them isn't so much of a pain. Mm -hmm. So barren ninjas. <laughs> Sounds funny. <laughs> okay. So uh, the next one we have moving on to black is Kervek the Spiteful. So this guy costs two Two black for a human warlock. He's 3-2. And other creatures get minus one, minus one. Short and sweet ability. <laughs> That's all he does. He got a uh, single track mind just tearing down other creatures. So angsty. <laughs> so a party pooper. Like, right. don't, don't invite him over if you want to have a good time. <laughs> mm -mm. All stopperlings, dead. Cobalt, yeah. gone. <laughs> uh, poor Karabek. I mean, he can, you can make a very oppressive deck with this and Knight of Souls Betrayal 
and massacre worm mm. where you just shrink the size of everything and then maybe you throw a pestilence in just to right. take off the big guys um if you're playing black control and you just want to like buy some time until you can assemble your combo pieces so like i know cabal coffers and exsanguinate that's a right. classic <laughs> i was thinking of putting demonic embrace on him the new enchantment that makes a creature a 3-1 demon with flying and you can replay it from your graveyard so you could just like keep beating with him as you're using your like mono black controlled whatever it's not it's not going to be great it's going to be cheesy <laughs> but if you want to play a mono black care deck like that's one way you can go yeah, you, you, you're going for style points if you're piling with Karabek. For sure. <laughs> but I really like how they brought this classic character back into, you know, the modern Magic community because he was like, wait, from Mirage? It's a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Most of the characters that we're looking at today are from them. Yeah, so I'm, I like that they're revisiting and bringing back these old historical figures and hopefully we can see their stories even fleshed out on more cards right and also the fact that he costs four now instead of seven like his first version cost seven that's a lot to pay for a commander so if you want to get Kervak out a little earlier four is a little better yes easier on the wallet right all right well if you don't want to play Kervak, there is a second mono black legendary creature you could play and his name is Vito Thorn of the Dusk Rose. He costs two and a black for a vampire cleric. He's a one three. With these two abilities, whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. He also has the activated ability for three black black. Creatures you control gain life link until end of turn. So you just drain all the life from the people and you're happy about it. <laughs> uh, he's so tiny like he himself is not going to be doing very much life linking like if your board is just him and a whole bunch of black mana life link one right <laughs> and he's then not a, do another one because his first ability <laughs> he's not a 3-3 three, three. he's a 1-3 he's, he's not attacking oh but you could make a beautiful vampire deck with this so just like make your vampire swarm and then just fly at people's faces, hitting them in the face, and then they're going to have lifelink because they're going to use the activated ability and just like it's just double smacks, like smack, smack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, would you consider this as giving your black creatures double strike? And the double strike damage, you can pick where it goes. So, if right. I attack you with my five, my five five is going to hit you. But then Vito's ability lets me do another five damage because it gained five life, and so now I can hit the other player over there. So is it better than double strike? It is better than double strike because uh, every time you have a card that says double strike, giving it double strike again won't do anything. But every time you have something that adds potential double strike, you can add those. So if you have this guy plus gratuitous violence, which is just an enchantment that doubles all the damage your permanents do. Oh, and gosh. <laughs> you, and then you give someone on your team double strike. That's much better than just giving him some uh, three different equipments that give double strike because then you're doing 
double four like six times strike something <laughs> like that sex tuple strike right <laughs> they haven't printed the card that can do that on one card yet so you got to do this instead they're getting they're getting there they're getting they there. triple damage right well, yeah yeah almost give it a, give it a couple years right <laughs> once sales start to drop <laughs> uh good times And we're going to go to the next one, which I'm going to have you do. Really? Are you sure? I don't want to be greedy. I think I think being greedy <laughs> is all about this next card. All right. So our next card is for you mono red players. Who doesn't like a beautiful dragon? Who doesn't like 5-4 flyers? Who doesn't like 5-4 flyers that cost three mana? So we have Gadric the Crown Scourge. And I wasn't lying. He only costs three for a 5-4 flying dragon. That's so cool. Just early beats. Um, but you have to kind of jump through some hoops, though. Gadric the Crown Scourge cannot attack unless you control four or more artifacts. And he has the other ability, at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. So he has a built-in way of making those artifacts so he can, you know... He's just amassing his treasure trove. And then when he sees all these people and, you know, he has a nice down payment on the cave, boom, he's smacking people in the air for five. I like him. He's cool. I like these goofy red cards that you can just, like, play around. Right. <laughs> and because, it's I mean, not you're just... In red... Go for it. Sorry. It's not just a goofy random red card. It's a goofy random red card that only costs three. So you can still make it work. Like it's not going to be the strongest, but it's not going to be the weakest because you can actually get Gadrek out and start swinging at people quickly. Exactly. Like if you're playing all of the standard early mana artifact acceleration, so your soul rings and your, um, what is it? Power rings. Arcane signet. Ring. There you go. Arcane signets. <laughs> your worn power stones, uh, fell war stones, like, just in the natural building of the deck, it already has a lot of artifacts. You're in mono red, so you need the help just to keep mm -hmm. up with those green decks that are ramping like crazy. So, I mean, even just slowly accumulating artifacts that are equipment, because, you know, just get enough equipment out, and then, like, he's just see him, he's, like, going through his equipment, he's like, all right, I got these four swords. It's time to start beating face. Right. It's, it's going to happen. You have, And if, well, okay, so what I don't like is that it has the, the non-token clause in in his ability to make treasure because it'd be so easy just to kill some goblin tokens or, you know, sacrifice your own goblin tokens to make some mana with Ashron's altar right. or to play like a, um, a flame rifter of, was it a, what's the sweeper? Pyroclasm. Pyroclasm. Yeah. Go ahead and just play Pyroclasm, kill everyone's sapperling tokens or, you know, plants tokens, Grismold. I'm thinking about you to make them treasures, but it doesn't. So you kind of, it, it makes it, I guess, a little more balanced that you have to kill like real creature cards to get those tokens. That makes sense. But I mean, if you're sacrificing your squee <laughs> and you know, like the squee goblin Nabob, he just comes back to your hand, play him again. That's a free treasure generator right there, hopefully. Mm -hmm. uh, the second squee too, you can cast him from your graveyard. So have a sack outlet, sack him on your turn. You get a token, a treasure token at the end of your turn. And you can always cast them again from your graveyard again. So right. <laughs> At, so 
Oh, never mind. <laughs> okay. Could you try? Do you think like a phoenix sub theme would be okay? Because phoenixes love dying and then coming back. Hmm. Potentially. I mean, <laughs> I just haven't really liked most of the phoenixes that they've made ever. <laughs> I keep looking at Rekindling Phoenix and I want it to be good. I have not put that in a deck yet. It makes, when it dies, it makes a zero one one artifact token. Yeah. So while you're waiting for, you know, Gadrick to attack, you, can, you have an artifact on the board, hopefully to make him swing, and you can use uh, that artifact, sacrifice it, and then get your Rekindling Phoenix back from the graveyard. That's the so. only best Phoenix. That one I like. But also, um, the token lets you get any Phoenix back, I believe. Oh, is it really? I believe so. Ooh, yeah. I have to look at that card. It's on my dresser right now, just because I bought it because I love the art. Because yes. it's an owl. It looks like an owl to me, at least. And I, you know, I have a soft spot for owls. So, Gadrick, I think I'm going to pick you up and build a beautiful deck for you. That sounds tight. <laughs> So next we have uh, Subira Tolzidi Caravaner. So she costs two and a red for a two, three human shaman. She has haste. You can pay one to give another creature with power two or less. They can't be blocked this turn. You can also pay one and a red and tap her and discard your hand until end of turn <laughs> Whenever a creature you control with power two or less deals combat damage to a player, you can draw a card. So I think she is leading not your typical commander deck. She's leading decks that work on different kind of access. So either of the Grenzo decks, maybe an Alesha deck, those kind of cards that want to just swing in and they don't really care exactly how strong they are doing a little bit of like recursion or taking stuff from the graveyard um that kind of stuff so i think she's pretty good i think she's decent in uh one of those other decks in the 99 hmm. i think she can lead to some very fun and like memorable experiences like, all right, I'm going all in. I'm going to, like, discard my hand of, like, two cards and attack with these ten creatures. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I can draw, like, a full grip back. Um, it can also lead to some very sad <laughs> Blowout. play moments. But that can also play in your favor because if everyone sees just how badly set back you are, maybe you'll be, like, a, a, like a charity case and people will ignore you while you slowly just, you know, get your cards back. Right. I don't take, know. Take a couple but, turns to rebuild, but then on that that final turn where you kind of rebuilt, and then you can use her ultimate again and get a whole new hand, and then that might be the turn that you pop off. Do a final fortune or something like that and go again ooh. and just win. <laughs> just draw those burn spells that you just need for like the last two or three damage. Right. Um, I was thinking... So if you are worried about being like shut down, so like you activate your ability and then like someone casts a fog or a darkness uh -huh. or the um, the commander coupon, 
where it's like a free fog. Uh huh. Um, obscuring haze. Obscuring haze. Oh, I have to get those cards. Okay. Anyway, yeah. um, there is one card called Ignorant Bliss, which costs one in red. It's an instant, and you exile all the cards in your hand. And then at the beginning of the end step, you get those cards back. Plus, you get to draw a card. Uh-huh. So if you're worried about that, you cast Ignorant Bliss, and then you activate Subira. Ooh. So Ignorant Bliss gets rid of your hand. You have no hand. You activate Subira. You discard your hand, which doesn't exist anymore, and you'll draw cards from your attacking creatures, plus get your old hand back. So you should have right. a lot of cards. So that might be her favorite card. Ooh, especially, like, you know, imprinted on a nice scepter <laughs> for added bonus. Right. <laughs> or if you're worried about that, you could also use a card like Unstable Footing or there's a couple other ones. Basically, prevent uh, preventing combat damage is impossible. Combat damage can't be prevented. So if they fog you and you play this, your creatures still get through. Oh, I I like that. All of yeah. this needs to go into her deck. <laughs> <laughs> See, with all of these little tools, all of these like crazy cards that like usually don't have a home. Right. I think Sabira might have enough to actually like be at the helm. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> She's building her own deck as we speak. <laughs> Ah, uh, good times. All right, in mono green, we have but one little card for you, and it is Jorail, the Wanvuli Recluse. I hope I said your name correctly, Jorail. Jory, oh, I know I didn't say that correctly. <laughs> anyway, moving on. It's good that you're cheap, so that's good. Um, for one in the green, you get a one-two human druid. Whenever you draw a card, your second card. Each turn, create a 2-2 green cat creature token. She also has the activate ability for 4 green green. Until end of turn, creatures you control have base tower power and toughness XX, where X is the number of cards in your hand. It's a green card that likes card draw. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not impressed. No? <laughs> She's so tiny. So I guess, like, you play her turn two, and then, like, you're cycling? All right, is this meant to be a cycling deck? Because you could still trigger for a cat token uh, whenever you draw your second card each turn. Mm-hmm. So if you can cycle twice on someone else's turn, that could be good. I guess. <laughs> to me, she looks like a... Kind of an inauspicious, like mono green control. Like you play her on turn two, and so when people start swinging against the, those other control decks that don't have any creatures until four, turn five, they're not going to swing at you because you have a blocker. At the same time, you're kind of playing, uh, developing your board state, getting some cats, hopefully. Pretty much just doing your own thing. You want to look like you have some presence of a board like Jorel plus a couple cats maybe people aren't swinging at you because they don't want to they don't want you to gang block and kill their commander or something like that so you're just chilling in the meantime you're sculpting your hand getting exactly what mono green needs uh, until you have enough to do her her ultimate ability 
which will push all your tokens over the edge. Other than that, I don't know where what other deck you would play her in. Yeah, exactly. This is like, oh, because so it's not like a cat deck. Because cat cat deck is aggro. It's not sitting back and casting two cards on the opponent's turn or anything like that. Yeah, and you want to have all those cards in your hand. So you want to be drawing more cards than you're casting. So, like, Hunter's Insight, or what's the one from Theros? I forgot. Oh, uh, it's the big guy with the axe. Raw. Yeah. Um, but you, being, you give it grit plus four, plus four, trample, and you draw cards equal to the amount of combat damage sent to a player. Yeah. That one. So I'm trying to think, like, how can you just, like, make sure you have a full grip harmonized? Very handy. Um, like, this Ophidian kind of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It makes my brain hurt too much. <laughs> and then, so, when evaluating a card, it's like, what kind of inspiration does it give me to uh-huh. make that deck? And I can't find something for this deck because the two abilities just look too different to me. Like they don't, they're too separate. They're too disjointed. I get it. Cause one <laughs> wants you to play cards and the other wants you to keep cards in your hand. Exactly. Okay. Well, let's move on then. Yeah. We'll come back to her later. Okay. <laughs> so now we have Niambi, esteemed speaker. She costs one white, one blue for a, 2-1 Human Cleric. She has Flash. When Niambi enters the battlefield, you may return another target creature you control to its owner's hand. If you do, you gain life equal to that creature's converted mana cost. You can also pay one, a white and a blue, and tap Niambi and discard a legendary card and draw two cards. So, this card's pretty unassuming. Uh, the Flash is kind of good. Um, I think she would go great in slash just be an, a good replacement leader for any uh, Farika, no, Afara, God of the Polis deck because they're kind of playing around in the same space. White, blue, enters the battlefield stuff. Yeah. I mean, as the commander, she's a good rattlesnake card because she's sitting in the command zone she has flash, and she can save any creature that you're pointing that your opponents are pointing removal at. If I like, if I'm sitting across from that, like I'm going to think twice before I actually think like want to destroy any of your creatures because I'm going to waste a card, right. cast your commander, bounce it, and you're going to gain life. I'm just like, oh, I like I have to burn a card just to do that, just to yeah. get that done and over with, and then cast my other removal spell. Oh, and she's cheap, so even with the commander tax, it's she's still going to be affordable to play again and again from right. the command zone. Oh, and if know. you're playing cards like her, you probably have ways to bounce her. So, like maybe you play the new Baron to bounce, her, return her to your hand, <laughs> and then you can someone tries to kill your Baron, so you play her again from your hand, return that Baron, and then you can discard him with her ability and draw two cards. She. She leads into herself. Exactly. She definitely, like, she looks like she wants to be at the beginning or at the helm of a, a Blink deck because Blink deck loves their creatures 
to come in and out. Right. And so she's a great way, another way, a reliable way, because she's your commander, to recast your creature and keep getting those ETBs. <sighs> yeah. Decent. But she does go very well with Baron. That's a very good point. <laughs> oh. All right. Let's go on to Radha, Heart of Keld. She is one red and green for a wolf warrior. Wolf, an elf warrior. A wolf warrior. I love that better. Um, she's 3-3. Three, three. As long as it is your turn, Radha, Heart of Keld, has first strike. Um, you may look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may play lands from the top of your library. Smooth out those draws. And then she also has the activated ability for uh, four red green. Radha gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the number of lands you control. I like her. I like her too. <laughs> oh, she's built in Voltron. I mean, you're in green, which loves to put extra lands onto the battlefield. She likes to put the lands from your library onto the battlefield. And she pumps herself up equal to your lands. Like, she's a built-in... Can you build just, like, Radha and then, like, 99 lands? <laughs> just like, boop, boop, boop. Right. That sounds tight. <laughs> Giving Ashling some competition? <laughs> right. And then her final ability just makes her all that much stronger. Plus, she has first strike when she's attacking, so even better. <gasps> mm-hmm. Give her some death touch. Give her some trample. So I guess you can play like 98 lands plus a trample spell. Right. <laughs> she seems like a nice, fun, straightforward deck to play. Yeah. And she also looks good in the 99. Like, I, I want to put her in my uh, Marisi deck to help make sure I get lands and smooth out because when you can go turn 2, turn 3, turn 4, turn 5, turn 6 every turn you're playing a threat in Marisi it works out great like the opponents never get a chance to stop being goaded it works great so I'm looking forward to putting her in that deck it's a match made in heaven (laughs) (laughs) so now we're on the final card this is actually the uh, buy a box promotional card for M21 it's Rin and Sari, inseparable. They cost one red, green, white for a 4-4 dog and cat. Whenever you cast a dog spell, create a 1-1 green cat. Whenever you cast a cat spell, create a 1-1 white dog. And you can pay green, red, white, and tap Rin and Sari, inseparable. Deals damage to any target equal to the number of dogs you control. Then you gain life equal to the number of cats you control. So this is just, I think they made this to celebrate that they turned all the hounds into dogs. Plus they've been doing more cats recently. So this is just like, if you love animals, like here's a card for you. Uh, It's kind of silly. So we're not going to put it in the main set. It's the bio box promo, but here it is. And it's, abilities kind of feel a little funny like uh yeah there's just something kind of off for this card for me i don't know 
Yeah, I don't know how many good dogs there are. Like, I did a quick search on Gather. I wasn't really impressed with anything that I saw. But like you said, cats have so much support and you have so many cat lords that you can choose from. Why not just make this a cat deck and you just get dog tokens for free? (laughs) Yeah, so it could be uh, playing all the good cats in all these colors. And then if there's ever like something is in your way, you need to get rid of it. Then you can just use the tap ability and if you you have enough dogs to have uh, Ren and Sari take a bite out of that opposing creature or whatever <laughs> or planeswalker or player okay cool any target any target oh those dogs are angry <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can always cheat you can always do like the changeling route oh right yeah Chameleon Colossus, Tarin Waller. What is it? Uh, Shields of Velispell. Is that for all of your creatures or just two of your creatures? I think that's They're shields and blades. So you can turn all your cats into dogs and all your dogs into cats, and it doubles the dog damage. Right. And it doubles the cat life. (laughs) And... uh, Shields of Vela spell is a dog spell and it is a cat spell, so you will get a cat creature token and a dog creature token when you cast it. Oh, really? So it's like a raise the alarm just stapled on to all your changeling spells. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. It's like, oh, two bodies, two bodies, two bodies. Oh. That's kind of fun. What's your favorite? <laughs> My favorite? Ooh. I really like Gadric. I really do. It looks like a fun, like, I'm going to be playing my artifacts anyway, so I might as well get, like, some bonus for it. I'm going to be killing creatures on my turn. I might as well get a bonus for it. It's just a win more card for me. <laughs> he looks so fun. And he has that evil snarl on his face. Like, he knows he's up to no good. Exactly. Oh, I like him. I like Mangara. Uh, I know we talked about he might not draw you all the cards, but just to see Wizards kind of pushing uh, what White can do, I think it's really showing that they're making some progress trying to get uh, White to the place it needs to be for Commander. Yeah, it's nice that they're trying to give the color White some more support, so that way it can keep... It can go toe-to-toe. <laughs> with the right. other colors ETH. Yeah. Well, that's it for the list today. And I will see you in the future. All right. Bye. <laughs>